0: Welcome to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to take control of your life, learning valuable strategies for healing and looking at mental health through a trauma-informed lens. Get ready to feel empowered and confident in managing your symptoms. And now, here is your host, licensed clinical social worker, EMDR therapist, and certified clinical trauma professional, Jamie Vomeler.
1: I am your host, Jamie Vomeler, and I am here with my lovely clinical director, Alex Baxter. (laughs) (laughs) And we are from Suffolk Family Therapy. Today we are talking about people-pleasing (laughs) which is a perfect topic for us because me and Alex are total people pleasers. Yes. (laughs) People pleasers in recovery, we'll say. (laughs) People pleaser recovery. It's a a long journey. It is a very long journey. So for our listeners, just in case you don't know if you are a people pleaser, we're going to give you the signs that
2: you might be. Okay. So first sign, you want everyone to like you. (laughs) that's something I definitely struggle with it's like there's so many people in this world and if everyone likes you it's probably a a sign that you're not being your true authentic self but it doesn't stop me from at least trying to (laughs) to mold my personality to different people so that that need for everyone to like you I'm actually here because of people pleasing because I wanted to please my boss who (laughs) and, and and come on the radio and do a good job so it was that.
1: Maybe you could. Maybe you could sing your little uh, on the radio. <laughs> wow, <Well>, that was <laughs> that was her text singing. to me this morning. <laughs> that was my nervous uh,
2: singing. That always helps me. But yeah, so wanting to everyone to like you over this is something I work with a lot of my clients when even they come into therapy and they're over explaining themselves and over apologizing. Yeah. So sometimes they'll come into therapy and they're explaining to me why they do the things they do. And I'm like, you don't have to explain to me. Like I understand why you do the things you do or, you know, people in their lives, they're like, you know, saying like this is why this is why I can't I can't do this and like if they go to
1: set a boundary right and they say no they have to explain the no because they feel too bad just being like no I'm sorry I can't do that right now Mm -hmm. they have to be like here's my million list of reasons why it's not about you it's just I can't do it yep (laughs) and they crave validation would be number three Mm. so you you look for that external validation is what we call it in therapy you're looking for the people outside of you uh, to tell you that you're good and that you're enough and then everything's okay hating myself a little bit about facebook likes because i know facebook is you know a
2: little bit outdated for for the kids these days. Getting likes on Facebook, they're more about let's let's
1: be real. So Alex is on our TikTok channel. If oh, you yeah. follow us at Sonic Family Therapy, we are on TikTok, and Alex is all about her TikTok. I'm a celebrity.
2: Likes. I'm a celebrity. I mean, there's we're we're here recording live. I saw a couple glances. People
1: uh, re- <laughs> may, might
2: recognize me from my uh, my one TikTok that took me about ten seconds to make. But you know, it's all about the algorithm, and
1: <laughs> I wanted TikTok fame, and I got it. I know. All right, let's get through this, love. So we, you let people take advantage of you because you struggle to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. You feel responsible about how the people around you feel. Absolutely.
2: And setting boundaries, you feel like a total jerk when you do that. You feel, you feel guilty for doing so and you feel like you're being a mean, cruel, horrible person.
1: Because on to the next one, you're afraid of conflict mm-hmm. and you put yourself last and don't know how to ask for what you need.
2: One of the big ones... I, I thought was a good sign was you resent always being asked to do more and wish people would consider your feelings and needs. so if you're you know constantly in that state of resentment, anger, you know like doing things for people but seething while you're doing it i'm I'm pretty famous for that like i'll I'll help you out, but I'll be angry in the process and kind of <laughs> passive aggressive while doing it, so that's that was a good sign. for Or
1: number 10, you're a me and you're a fixer and you hate to see anyone hurt, sad, angry. So you try to fix everyone's problems, which goes back to putting yourself last all the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. And all of these, my dears, are signs of... Dun-dun-dun. Trauma. Dun, dun. Yeah, it all you leads sh- back to childhood trauma. <laughs> so what, Alex, from your experience, do your people-pleasing clients or even from your own life, what have they gone through that makes them geared more towards these kind of responses
2: a lot of times it's possibly having a parent that wasn't great at regulating their emotions Mm -hmm. growing up so if they're upset, they're angry, they're up, they're down, they're, you know, all around you as a child are trying to sort of like you, you, you take it on as yourself. Like, it's my fault that they are upset and I want to make them happy. It's definitely a certain personality type too. I feel that it's not all about the experience. Like certain people are more prone to responding in that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's usually like having a parent or caregiver, that wasn't able to regulate their emotions and then you sort of take it on like it's my job to make them feel better and or you know go under the radar
1: whatever it is whatever different responses you might have to sort of like yeah nerves so so you, you it could go from like two different extremes right so by not regulating their emotions they could be you could be grow up in a domestic violence household or your parent could be physically abusive or they could be like totally the opposite and be like emotionally neglectful so they're like there they meet your basic needs but they're not like it doesn't feel like they're there for you it feels like you're constantly having to go in and make mom feel better and pick her up off the floor and take care of her rather than them taking care of you as as the parent And it could also just be like somebody had um, a lot of
2: medical issues to tend to or there was Mm -hmm. like situations, you know, maybe you had a sibling that had a lot of issues. And so you were kind of on the back burner. So in order to keep the peace and not cause trouble, you learned to just like go under the radar, do whatever you could to help out and make people feel better. And that was sort of your
1: role in the family. And it kind of just goes from there yeah it it snowballs right because then it goes from there and then that plays out in your other relationships that plays out at every job you have that plays out in school that plays out with your peers that that plays out in everything in your life you still don't put yourself first. You don't set solid boundaries and you're constantly worried about everyone else. But within this, you can have different responses to the the trauma that you experienced. And again, trauma is literally any of those examples that we gave. It doesn't have to be this big T terrible event in your life. It could just be accumulation of little things that made you feel like, oh, I'm not important. Right. So it could be fight is a trauma response. So like you're you confront the threat directly that tends to be more me mm. or you could be flight you can just flight. run away I, I run from Jamie when she's in fight mode <laughs> that is true <laughs> I'll see you later I'll see you later and You am go flight mode and like run away from the threat you're avoidant you could freeze and go and shut down so that's we call that hypo arousal so that's when you're just like numb dissociative meaning like in in your thoughts, not really in the present moment, you shut down, you have very low energy and you just feel like you can't do anything or fawn. And fawn I think is a pretty big one with people pleasers and it can be mixed in with different things, right? So I'm a fight and a fawn in my trauma response, because fawning is when you're trying to appease the threat. So if you have a parent or a boss or a friend who's upset with you, if you are fawning, you are trying to make that person happy, right? right. That's like the core of people pleasing. It's like, I'm going to do everything I can so that you're not upset with me. Because It kind of reminds me of that phrase, make friends with the enemy. Yeah, well, it reminds me of a phrase that my mom says all the time. And she said it to me a couple of weeks ago. She said, you don't need to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Ooh. Which is which is pretty insightful, right? Cuz that's what we do. It's like, "Oh, I'm just going to keep taking on more and more and more things because I want to make my husband happy or my kids happy or uh, you know, my boss happy or my friends happy and I don't want anyone to be disappointed in me." But meanwhile, like you're just There's no shortage of uh, things to do, right? Yeah. This happiness has to
2: be their own. So if you're, you know, they have to be working on it. And it's just an endless, it's an endless bottomless pit. And something else I wanted to point out was the fact that people pleasing is, sort of out of all the trauma responses it's very validated by society like it makes you a good (laughs) worker it makes you you know like you're the one that always is ready to help out and 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 do the most for people so it's definitely reinforced and like we said about like that validation and it can be hard to break because you know people are praising you and
1: saying oh you're such a good mom daughter you know like everything and then and when you go to set those boundaries right then you get that pushback that's like oh my gosh like not her not her like like, how are you doing this to me you're so bad because you're not giving me everything I want and we want to get into what you can do to kind of correct some of those people pleasing behaviors so you can start putting yourself first and really start enjoying your life right
2: right it's good to define the problem and understand where it comes from so you can sort of have compassion for yourself and realize like all right this is I, this is you know this is a bit of an issue and a lot of people pleasers Take a while to figure that out because, like we said, it's it's validated by society. It's validated by the people in their lives. They feel like I'm a good person. I want to help all that. So when you get to the point where you realize, like, okay, this is a problem because you're just so burnt out and you can't function really in life and you're not feeling fulfilled with your own goals and purpose, then uh, we could do something about it. But sometimes it could be a long road to get there.
1: Yeah, and and it's also even like what while you're doing it, right? It's it's so hard because the people in your life that have been validating you for meeting all of their needs and neglecting your own, do start to push back mm-hmm. on uh, you when you say, hey, I, I can't do this thing, or I need to go take care of myself, or, you know, I I can watch the kids for an hour, but after that, I need to, you know, go take a shower. right? Because they're not used to you doing that, and people are always going to push against the status quo.
2: Yes, they're going to try to uh, get more out of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just human nature. It's nobody's fault. You know, some people maybe have more selfish tendencies than others, but that's just the way it goes. We're humans. We want to get our needs met. And if there's someone there that's willing to, you know,
1: do stuff for us and help us out, like, why not? Yeah. So the first step would be really just recognizing that your feelings and needs matter as much as everyone else around you. Mm. So like Alex was saying, having that self-compassion and knowing that, you know, if you're feeling really, really burnt, maybe taking on another five tasks is not something that you can do today. And you need to just like give yourself a break and allow yourself to relax.
2: And I think this, this recognizing this, Jamie was talking about how we offer EMDR therapy at our practice. I Mm -hmm. find that that really helps a lot of clients sort of break through, like realizing these events that happened maybe in childhood where they didn't feel important, they felt like their needs didn't matter, everyone else was above them. Like sort of exploring that with the EMDR because we could know these things on an intellectual level, but we still repeat these patterns and like we don't really feel it in our heart that our needs matter as much as everyone else.
1: Yeah, so for our listeners who maybe are new, EMDR is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It is an evidence-based treatment that is pretty protocol based it's, it's very different from traditional therapy but emdr i always say helps connect what you know with how you feel mm. it's connecting your brain with your body so we can know logically that our feelings and needs matter right but every time we say no to someone and they feel bad our automatic response is still to fawn and, you know, meet that other person's needs. Yeah, it's
2: within the nervous system. So it's like kind of hardwired and EMDR, it, the purpose is to get to rewire the brain. So those connections are you, you form new, more positive
1: connections. Yeah. So like for me, uh, as as a people pleaser, and I've done a lot of EMDR, uh, like one of the things that it's helped me with is being more assertive and setting more boundaries and not feeling guilty in doing so because I've, I've always been working on that because I've been in therapy for a long time. But it, it was always very uh, anxiety-producing and difficult mm-hmm. even when I went to go do those things because the internal response in my body is like, oh, my chest is tight, my muscles are tight. Like, my What about people is pleasing
2: your therapist just doing what they said to do and uh, not actually <laughs> wanting to do it? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I have clients like that and you know, I'm known as the blunt therapist. I call them out on it and I'm like, hey, uh, so this doesn't... You know, you don't need to apologize. Like Alex was saying before, you don't need to apologize to me. You don't need to explain yourself to me. You don't need to do any of this stuff with me. I'm I'm the person that's gonna love you regardless. The blunt so. therapist—that's another name for another podcast. <laughs> the blunt therapist. The blunt therapist. That is that is really what I'm known as, the blunt therapist. But it, it really helps you to tolerate that discomfort of being criticized and not internalizing it, because mm. as people pleasers, we internalize everything. I'm like, responsible. I am responsible. I am not good enough. And and uh, part of that, too, is creating a community of people who are a big thing that I think People Pleasers need to learn is reciprocal mm. relationships. Oh, let me repeat that. Reciprocal relationships. So what that means is that... You are in relationships with people who give to you just as much as you give to them. Right. And most people pleasers have never really experienced that. No, they, they don't even understand. No, that's a thing. We are constantly surrounded by people because we're like they're like drawn to us like like take, magnets. Take, take 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 take. That just keep taking right because they love that we fill all their needs and we are so. What what is the word, like opposite of self-centered giving mm, selfless we're, yeah we're selfless compassionate thank you. yeah that we just give give, Soak give, it give, up. give, and they just keep taking so there are other people in the world that will give just as much as you give right and it's really important as a people pleaser to make sure that the people around you are supporting you just as much as you're supporting them.
2: I say if you're you know a recovering people pleaser you got to have realistic expectations so maybe do like a 70 30 uh, like you give 70 and they give 30 at first <laughs> and then you can slowly work it up to 50 50 because I know it's Uh, It could be a big jump. And I think when we were talking about like ways to correct this, it's it's definitely going to be harder with people that are already established relationships in your life and you have those patterns. Mm -hmm. So maybe when you meet someone new, just starting from the jump, like putting those boundaries in place, whether it's on the job, you know, a a friend group, you know, you're meeting someone new, just starting fresh with new people might be a little bit easier to do that, especially with people you aren't as close with, maybe like a little bit more
1: distant and then see how it goes from there. Yeah, because they're going to test your boundaries less, right? Because they, they're not used to you giving yourself 110% and getting like getting nothing in return. So if you set up that standard from the beginning, it's easier to 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 see that, oh, okay, I can set boundaries and people won't get ma- mad at me. This mm-hmm. is normal. People operate out there in the world. And a, and a big thing for me that helped me work through my people-pleasing tendencies was identifying what was important in my life. And... As people pleasers, we don't always think about our needs, right? Like, it's just, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. But when you really sit down and go, like, what are my top three values, right? Like, real values. Like, what do, you, what do I want in my life? Like, it's honesty or trust or security, love, peace, peace, peace. calm, uh, whatever that is is the behaviors that I'm doing creating more of that or less of that? Mm -hmm. And And it's with the little things on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's just little changes over time. Because it's it's a it's a hard thing to work through because it's it's a lifelong thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I come from a family of people pleasers. I feel like most of us that are people pleasers come from those types of families because, again, it's instilled in us in childhood. Right. My grandma's a people pleaser. She calls herself a Pollyanna all the time. Mm-hmm. My mom's a people pleaser. You know, and I'm a people pleaser. It's just it is what it's it is. Generational so. breaking the breaking the ties. Yeah, uh, and and that was really important for me to work on because I don't want my kids to feel like they have to please everyone in their lives. Right. And and it starts with me working. Modeling. Modeling that and setting appropriate boundaries and saying, you know, honey, I'll play with you later. Mommy's going to go to the gym and take care of herself. And like it, teaching them that it's like, I'm not neglecting you, but I also am okay. It's okay for me to take care of me mm-hmm. so that they know that it's okay for them to take care of them. And I think that's, you know, as parents, a lot of the times people don't, want to ever say no to their kids because they mm-hmm. don't want to feel like their needs are going unmet. But it's it's truly modeling to your children. It's okay to take care of yourself. Yes. It's okay to say no. It's okay
2: to just, you know, be. And, and it really starts and ends with you because people, you know, a lot of my clients come in and give excuses. Well, they're going to be angry and they're going to be upset and this and that. I people please and I people please with my dogs <laughs> and they don't even know what's going on. But <laughs> I feel this pressure to you know, take them and and walk them and do all, give them bones and everything. So it really, it really starts and ends with you. Yeah, you've been listening to Good Enough.
0: Thank you for listening to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist. We appreciate you listening. While our host may provide some personal and professional advice, we want to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. Each individual situation is unique And good enough is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you need a therapist and are located in New York or Missouri, feel free to reach out to us at liendr.com or brave-mo.com.